Good everybody, it's your man Big Dom coming live and at you another True Players Podcast episode with my brother here, Joey G. The three-year anniversary episode of the podcast, True Players Podcast. First episode was on June 27, 2018. You know what I'm saying? It's been a minute. It's been a a minute. A lot of fun times. You know, when the the show first started, um, bro, I started, started off by myself. So the first... I believe first ten episodes was by myself, really. Yeah. Probably even more than that. Probably like, um, probably like first ten or fifteen episodes, and then we weren't even doing it live. We were doing. I was still doing recorded, um, recorded audios. Right. And then I think when you first went, was it me? Was it? They say which which episode did you come on first though? Did you come on the time we came on with, um, with uh, with another, another with, a, with another classmate of ours, Hanif, on the NFL with Pantaleo? We talked about Pantaleo. And all that stuff, and Jay Z becoming part of the uh, planning for the Super Bowl halftime show. Um, was that the first episode that that you came on, and and Hanif was the first guest host on the show? Um, I want to say the first episode that I remember coming on the show it had to do with Game of Thrones. After that, after that, when you did have uh, Hanif as a special guest, I believe it was later on, and. Yeah, it was something something along those lines. It was something to do with the football issue, but it was also directed towards the situations with like an Eric Garner and things of that situation. But we were trying to find a balance on the right protocol to uh, address police officers um, so that incidents didn't happen the way the outcomes did. We did, we did mention about Kyle Kaepernick as well. We did speak about that as well. Yeah, we did. We did. Um, I mean, uh, in the beginning stages, it was more, when I got on, it was more of the Game of Thrones aspect. Then later on, uh, I got more involved in the the, uh, the day-to-day conversations, uh, the more harder conversations, dealing with race issues, police uh, policing, and um, just incidents that happened that just made you scratch your head like how is that possible and why didn't you have discretion going into that situation oh That's let's not forget power <laughs> yeah. hey, you know you know you know it is bro we we I, i'm so upset at myself for not having episodes about power book two the season first season right know, basically Kane is about 15 days from now right but what better way to start it off 
the third year anniversary right before that. <laughs> yeah, so we could, we could definitely do that. We could, we could definitely tackle that issue as well. And I mean, also... We're basically getting back to our roots. It's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. Getting back to our roots. Also, I want to thank everybody who's been on the show. Whether it was, it was your wife, Denise, um, Prophecy, um, Black Rose, um, our brother Ricky Brown, who's not with us today. We hope to have him to here with us today, sometime later in the show, if possible. Um, who else did we have on the show that was... Um, we had Carmine on the show as the fe the first female to jump on the show. Was mm -hmm. And we also had, um, I did my interview with Yolanda Brathwaite, you know, an okay. entrepreneur. She's on a book tour right now for Girls Pep Talk. I'm going to give her a big shout out for that. And um, we have, it's only, the True Players Pocket is only, gonna, only going to grow. Um, and I feel that, you know, remember, we even you spoke about, you know, dabbling about possibly changing the name of the True Players Podcast because of, um, pressures from potential sponsors and I, and I made a decision to keep a true players podcast because if we change the name it wouldn't be true players I understand that it's a good direction to go into and I understand to keep the independence and keep the creative rights um, it keeps it yours and it keeps it original the only thing I would suggest uh, moving forward um, it would be uh, registered trademark Trademark we, it. We, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna definitely work on that as well. Trade, um, definitely trademark that stuff. That's the next mm -hmm. step. Um, I did the one thing. I want to apologize for everybody's watching. Show I did promise for me to promise for us to be in a live studio. To do the circumstances as far as um, Joey G's concerned, he came up to New York. Yeah. This the, time. The show. This time couldn't do the show up in New York. And my situation, situation was I did go out check out the studio at the time due to the short time constraint for us to put out this episode. I did not feel comfortable at the time to do the podcast from the studio as of yet. Now, come August, when I get to do some trial runs in the, in the studio that we, we plan on using, um, but most of the podcast is from here on out. Um, the first official episode will be at the at the studio in August with Joey G and hopefully my brother Ricky Brown, the, the trinity of the True Place podcast. Definitely. See if I can scoop him up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Scoop, him, can up. scoop him up. Get him, get him out of there at least for a, a short visit. If anything, uh, get us to do the, the um, podcast and basically catch up because it's been a minute That's since right. we this Trinity oh, has much. been. Yeah, this Trinity has been together. Um, so it needs to happen. It needs to happen. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And um, we look forward to that. Definitely. Um, as well as let me ask you a question. But before we go into the topics of this podcast, before we OK, what? What, what did you take from this podcast, seeing me go on live and, and doing the podcast? How did that motivate you and the Big Combo Family Podcast as well? Okay. Um, late, uh, earlier today, I did a, a, a short a short shout-out uh, for Beer Family and Combo. Beer Combo and Family, excuse me. Um, and we basically were – I thank you for, for – bringing us into that fold because to be honest with you, I was, I was having, I've been having reservations about, uh, being on air talking. Um, didn't feel my voice was relevant enough to put myself out there. I was waiting, waiting for the perfect situation 
where the the audio had to be right, the camera had to be right, the the lighting had to be right. Um, you debunked a lot of the the thought processes that were hindering me from actually putting my best foot forward and um, actually doing it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I was able to do it, even though it was, it wasn't what I wanted to do at the time. I was glad that I did it because it it put me in the, that atmosphere and I was like, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. Um, over the years watching you from the beginning till now, the three years, I see how dedicated you are and how passionate you are. Sports is your thing. I've known you for years. So to, to hear you talk sports like Matthew Miranda, uh, shout out to him, to see you, you guys back in the day with your statistics and you guys knew the players backwards and forwards, not just the, the player stats, but the team stats. And then you knew the managers and you knew the workings behind the scenes on how how they made certain trades possible and what was more beneficial to the teams and things like that. So having having that as a, uh, a outline to look at and, and see the progression from then till now, I mean, yeah, it, it motivated me in a specific way to come forward and uh, be a part of the show. Not not just your show, but also to uh, move towards mine. You even gave me a guest spot on the show, uh, venting with Joey G, which I appreciated because that's what most people do with me. They vent with me. <laughs> my my, your expertise is relationship wise. My expertise is venting. I, I'm I'm one of those people. People like to vent too, and I I love. I love listening and I love um, trying to give people the uh, the advice they need. It's easier for me to give somebody else advice than to actually give myself or take my own advice. It's just how I've always seen everything. Now that I'm later in my years, I'm starting to understand how to apply those same things I talk to other people in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, I mean, the rundown of it, it this show has helped me with a lot of different things, uh, depression-wise, and 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 my my personal therapy, and uh, putting myself out there instead of being uh, what you would call reclusive. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a people person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a people person, but on here you get to see the character of myself. You get to see. Who, who I am around comfortable people and you get to see what I think behind the mind that maybe has a stern face that you've passed on the street or you see me work and I was quiet. You know that inside there's a different type of being. So um, I'm happy to put that foot forward and I'm, I'm happy to share that. I also have to um, uh, say while my wife was on the show, she actually enjoyed it. She actually enjoyed being on the show. Um, and it was a time where we were going through something internally and she expected our conversation to translate on the True Players podcast. She expected a confrontation to happen between me and her and maybe a crossfire with um, with 
the conversation ba based on the, the the conversation that we were having and i showed her a totally different side mm -hmm. i showed her my side of impartial and i could get my point across um on a general level and make you feel comfortable expressing yourself and not catch feelings towards it genuinely that's what type of person i am but outside of the public eye and in my own private area i'm more of a reactive person if emotions are reacted towards me sometimes i just react to those without taking those considerations into effect but i've learned how to manage that and i i want to say it's accredited to being a part of the show and listening more than talking it, it, it it's something it's a it's something that's developed over time. It's nothing that's uh, overnight, but it's given me the tools, not not just in here, but outside to, to take it to the job and to take it to different social functions. So it's been very beneficial as far as that. I could actually walk into a situation and be a little bit more comfortable, even if I don't, I don't know people. Before, I hated, I, I can tell you, I hated going into anywhere that I didn't know anybody. <laughs> I lose it. <laughs> but that was just a little bit uh, to give you what True Players Podcast have given to me. I mean, you see, you see, I got you on the wall up here. I got you with the Marvel characters. That's not even the, the DC yet. <laughs> I got some DC up there, but I mean, that's not. That's not. That's the wall. <laughs> if, if 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 anybody DC that 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 shows my persona, you gotta say it's Batman. Oh, Batman's here. He's just on the opposite side. He's he's over. <laughs> is it this shoulder? No, it's this shoulder. He's on this shoulder, by next to Prince. He's next to Prince because Prince Prince is rocking that bike that looks like the Batmobile. <laughs> it's just in purple. <laughs> uh, man, listen. Man, listen. Um, this podcast. I mean, uh, what's again? Me, me, me and you talked about this back in two thousand. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, having, a, having our own radio station. First, we thought about having to open up a strip club together. Um, yeah. We did fun with that, and then as well as having a studio in the strip club. And then while we, mm -hmm. we the strip club was going up upstairs, we have a studio, music studio downstairs. Right. Your thing, everyone's happy. But due to the circumstances, especially now with COVID and close. You and I both grew out of that strip club uh, mentality, per se. Right. And we grew out of that. So it's not even the same for us to go to strip clubs anymore. I mean, I will indulge every once in a while. But, you know, the way the way we did it back in the day, bro, mm -hmm. and my cousin, my cousin, Ajwan Yankur, can vouch for that. Our, 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 our friend, Matias. Jose Matias could definitely vouch for that, how we, how we went hard in the strip clubs. Um, I wish uh, Prophecy was here. Well, I should take up the Prophecy to strip clubs, too, and how we went hard in them strip clubs, probably three nights, four nights a week, spending, mm. spending. And you know how hard I went for it, you know what I'm saying? And it was crazy. I gained a lot of experiences. I met with a lot of a lot of females during that time frame, which we, if, I, if we had stuck to the plan of pursuit the strip club, we would have had a line of, talent come into our strip club very easy. I mean, that, that was the that was the easy part. The easy part was I can actually say that was the first time I actually networked inside of a strip club. <laughs> but that was that was like my 
it was almost like you going to a baseball game was the equivalent of me going to a strip club. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, like you were scouting for players. I was scouting for players too, but we put them part of the team. I wanted to interview them real quick and find out like <laughs> where your head's at. Yeah, is your head in the game? Like, where's your head, and where do you see yourself in a couple of years? Like, do you see yourself continuing to do that? And if so, what's your plan? Like, right. that's where my head was in the strip club, and that that and drinking, because that's my yeah. thing. <laughs> and what the, um, the, the key, the, the coup, the coup de gras is when remember when I when you and I, when I, you were there at the house when I spoke to my father. My father's at the house. I told him this is what I want to do. I'm a strip club. And, I, and you, you looked at me like I was crazy, and I, I, I was too scared to ask him. You know how intense my father was. He was like, "Do you know what? You know, you know what you have to go, what you're gonna go into about going opening a strip club." I oh. said, "No." It's, it's either he told me, "Sure, either you pay off the police or you pay off the mob." Uh -huh. I say, "Pop, how you know?" I'm like, I'm, like, I'm not no stupid idiot. I know the game. I said, "I said own one, so I know the game." Uh -huh. are, you, are you really considering about do? Are you serious about doing that? I said. If it makes some money, hell yeah, we'd consider anything that makes money, I'm considering doing it. He's like, okay, great. So long story short, we, we went we went we went somewhere where that particular uh the higher up lifestyle is is um prevalent. And we we, we and him we we he drove his escalator. It was like you he let me drive his escalator for the first time. That's when we went to, went to um um someplace on the border of Brooklyn and Queens that time. <laughs> we Listen. met some better, better with some people, and I was like, um, "Long story short, the dudes trying to insult us because of our skin color." My father's like, "Listen, I'm from Haiti. I don't do business like that. I came to you, came to you as a courtesy. But I choose to open up a, a strip club or a business in your territory. I'm going to do it. But I came here as a courtesy. So you try to play me." You know, fuck you, and you know we we, we go about our business. Keep it moving. Uh, keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, the strip club didn't happen at that time. He told me they low. <laughs> you know, one thing about my father, as as old as he was, and I give credit to my parents too, how they were older parents, but they were hip to the times. They were very progressive at the times. I spoke okay. to my sister about that earlier today. How progressive they were with the times and how to move in these streets. But they had to keep. I, I want to say it's it's depictive of keeping that ear to the street. Mm -hmm. they, they always had that, and it kept it kept them sharp. Mm -hmm. It kept them sharp to do that. And you have people, you have uh, younger generations coming up mm -hmm. that could give you those ears to the street, certain mm -hmm. certain avenues, and it gives you a better understanding of what to expect. And I, and I'm, I just I just threw that out there because I I kind of understand now that I'm getting older I kind of understand that mentality of keeping your ear to the street. It is funny we grew up a lot of cats in our in our in our neighborhood, and they were like he was like Dom don't know the streets Dom stays home this that that I'm like I knew more about the streets a lot of niggas knew about the streets anyway because guess what I avoided prison they didn't. True. So. <laughs> and trust me, um, I've done some dubious things. Right. <laughs> but, you know, due to the tutelage of a father who came from a third, came from Haiti, a third world country where everyday life is a, it's like the streets. Mm. You could die to, you could die in a second. You got to be quick thinker. You got to be on the, on your toes with about everything. Have that experience from that man. Prepare me for a lot of things, a lot of movements I've made in my life.
know, did I mess did I mess up in certain things? Of course I mess up in certain things because I'm not perfect. I'm not him. He always had the master plan. He always think like he thinks five steps ahead. Right. Yeah, me, me, I was too bullish. I was too too arrogant to think five steps ahead like he did. You know what I'm saying? But I, but that then again, that comes with experience. You know what I'm saying? And as I go older, you know, again that experience and my mother on the other hand, she, you know, God rest her soul. I would have never thought what I that I did this podcast first episode June 27, 2018 that I would lose her on November 27th, 2018. Exactly right. five months from the time I did this podcast from the first episode. I would never have thought that. And she herself was a wealth of knowledge as well. Yeah, she's definitely a well. She was a well of knowledge. Wealth of knowledge. And, you know, I, I'll tell you a little bit of story about my mom, how gangster my mom was. You know, I was dating a girl a few years ago. And one day she came to me, it was like, she got a, she got dressed up, put makeup on her face. It's like, Dominic, i like to see how the, how, I want to see how your new car drives. I said, I, I just bought a, the, the, MD, the MDX, I just bought the MDX. She's like, well, let me go sit in the car with you. Just drive me around. I said, Mom, where are we going? You want to go to the mall? No, just drive around. I need to talk to you. I said, what's this, you know, when my mom, when my mom does that shit, man, there's some serious, serious talk going to happen. She's like, yeah, you know, you know, the girl that you're dating, you know, maybe I think I think you should start looking for another girlfriend. I'm like, what? I said, yeah, don't, you don't have to tell her anything. Just, just do it. And then just tell her when you replace her. I said, Mom, what are you talking about? <laughs> are you advocating this? I'm like, listen, I don't want my son to be in a ball and chain relationship. I'm your mother. I'm going to protect you. Right. I see someone that's not your, not for you. I'm going to recommend that you find someone else. And this True. is the recommendation. <laughs> All right. This is this is a prescription. <laughs> this is the recommendation. Right. So, so I had to ask again, are you advocating me? I said, she's like, you know, in this in this, in this is a cold world. And um, if you're not if you're not bringing something to the table, you're not worth keeping. I was like, wow. This is, a, this, this is a woman at the time who was 77 years old telling me this shit. Uh-huh. 77 years old. I think it was like 2015-ish. We had this conversation. I think it was six months before. Actually, no, no. Okay. I know exactly the time period. The time period. It was 2014. No, no. 2013. It was... July of 2000, 2013, we had the conversation. And then 2014, I broke up with that person. Or well, 2015. It was one of those times. I don't remember. And, and to hear, to hear her, to hear my mom say that shit, I'm like, you know, all these women about you'll be faithful to your to your girlfriend, be faithful to your to your uh, uh, wife. Oh, I said, fuck that shit. She ain't bringing that to the table. You go find someone who can. She's very cutthroat. I'm like, mom, damn. <laughs> Yo, bro, I was laughing. About, I was sitting in the car. I was like, I couldn't believe I'm hearing this. I'm like, you don't tell her. And she keeps giving you, keep, keep, keep getting your stuff wet. That's fine. You keep her there for that until you replace her. But for now, start looking for a replacement. But long story short, about that situation, she did not like. She was not a fan of hers. Um, she was not a fan of how the, how, her, how the family was treating me as, a, as if I was a fucking nobody like a fucking idiot 
But, um, you know, like I said, mothers will go out, out of their way to protect their sons at all, all costs. Moral of the story, that's exactly what it was. That's what the <laughs> was. You know what I'm saying? It could have been. It, it, she, she was uh, very real. Mm-hmm. She was very real about situations. It was like this. You get to a certain age, like my aunt, and they don't got time to sit there and bullshit you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna cut. They're gonna tell you how it is. So in that in that mindset, it's more like you got to live your life. Mm-hmm. What all that waiting and stuff that you're doing? It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna have the experiences that you need to be successful down the road. Still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So get it now. Get it right now. That way, later on, you you'll probably be uh, over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll be over it down the road, so you know exactly what you want. Then you won't fall into that category. Oh, you don't know what you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it, it basically falls into that. Like I, I've I've gotten taste of conversations with your mother. And that's basically what I drew from those experiences. Like she's gonna give it to you raw, and it's up to you to digest it on your time. <laughs> well, let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you something too. She did not give it raw until she felt necessary to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now her older sister, Auntie Cloyan, was a whole yeah. different story. Like the Virgo she was, she came with it raw, and whether you like it or not, she she'll tell you we'll shoot a fair one. Right. <laughs> That's who she was. He was shoot a friend one. I don't care. You right. know what I said? We'll shoot a friend one. Right. <laughs> My mom was a little bit more tempered, but she oh. is saying, you know, um, when I'm tired of here seeing something, that if, my, if my son is unhappy, if my daughter's unhappy, I'm gonna come up my face and say some shit to get them get them back in line. But she's gonna feed you, she's gonna feed you what you need to be fed. She, if you need milk, she's gonna give you milk. If you need steak, she's gonna give you that steak. <laughs> it's just that simple. <laughs> He needs that baby formula. You're going to get that baby formula. Say we can upgrade him to some baby food. <laughs> and I, and I, I got to say about my mom, but as she got older, a lot of my father's mentality rubbed up, rubbed up on her. A lot of the straightforward, in your face. But my father was just great at the politicizing. He doesn't get enough credit for that. Everybody hear him yelling and screaming at everybody, but they don't they don't give him credit for his political ways of explaining shit to you. Because mm-hmm. when he be when he when he get that political level shit with you, he's deadly. Right. He's deadly. Because he's really not playing and he's he's very uh meticulous on how he's coming across. Mm-hmm. It's not a reactive see, this is what I was talking about a little bit earlier. It's not that reactive state. Mm-hmm. Get into that state where you can actually Formulate your thought and know exactly what you, how you want to come across and put that into action. That's the dangerous part. Mm-hmm. That's the danger. That's they, they're not ready for that. You can hit, you can hit them with the nice comfortability and hit them right in the gut and they ain't going to see it coming. <laughs> Let me tell you something. What, what the, the most important thing I learned from my father is, um, which I still, I'm still trying to master myself is even an argument, never be reactive. Even when you have to, even when you're in the position to react, never be, never give the impression of, re, of a reactive state. It's very hard. Yeah. Very hard. <laughs> very hard. 
You got to be tender to at all times. Even facial expressions, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I have a very bad habit. I have a very bad habit of getting information and being reactive facially or body language wise. I know how to keep calm in this situation, but my body language is reactive. Mm-hmm. What the fuck did you just say to me? Like, that'll come across my face, or I'll give you the rock look with the one eyebrow, and it's just like, really? Or the head tilted to the side where, like, did you just, that was, <laughs> but I understand exactly where you're coming from. It is very, it's hard to be poised in those situations and have a uh, what do you call that? That's it's non non threatening look or just a goose frava. <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you something, bro. I don't think my father ever never had. I don't think my father ever had a non threatening look. He was always threatening. One look to his look. One look to his eyes. You saw how piercing his eyes stare was at you. You were because <laughs> you were like his. His eyes were serious. Mm-hmm. I'm serious in my conversation. I'm serious when I talk about love. I'm serious when I talk about war. Everything in between, I'm serious about. There was no, you couldn't confuse it. Mm-hmm. He was a serious person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't take him lightly. That was the mm-hmm. eye look. The look was, we're not going past that. Mm-hmm. Now, you know how some women sit there and bat their eyes at you. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking but, bad. <laughs> but definitely, we're gonna we're gonna touch back up, touch back on my father a little later in the podcast. Definitely, and uh, it's a month away from his birthday. He would have been uh, ninety four. Had he been had he been had he been alive, but you know, you know, situation happens. He's a proud. That's one one one. The you know I, you know I have a lot of Leos in my family. You know what I'm saying. Um, if I was if I was a stubborn myself, I would have been a Leo myself. But um, you know, that's that's one Leo. If I if I ever hear a Leo speak, I and I hear speaking from him, I I, I believe him mm-hmm. because I believe him because we go we'll talk about the later in the podcast about certain Leos that I know that I grew up with, that I grew up with, or friends with, or people Leos who assumed that I was their friend, but I really looked at them as acquaintances because of it. You know, because because of who they are, who I, I look at look at who are who I look at them spiritually. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we'll touch about that a little bit later. But let me go back to um, the reason for this podcast. I gotta give a shout out to this female who I once dated. You know what I'm saying? I call her Harlem World, but her name was Tanika. Um, she did a podcast back in the day. You know that's how this whole shit started with the True Plans podcast. Oh, yeah, shit. She posted something on Facebook. I was like, "Oh well, shit! How do I? How can I do a podcast?" Mm. I asked her. I was like, "How you? How, how you do a podcast?" By you, I didn't think she was gonna answer me, but she answered me. Say, "I do. I use this app, Anchor, and boom, blah blah blah, boom." True Place Podcast was born. Then my first episode about the New York Mets and Sandy Alderson, his last so-called last season with the team at the time, um, which he had some weird ass signings. Jay, uh, Jason Vargas. He just signed Jason Vargas over fucking. Jake Arietta, which I didn't like at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the whole story. We go on the we go the whole story in regards to that. And then we we pursued we did definitely pursued video in the, like with you with the Game of Thrones episode with Hanif joined us on the show. We did the first video episode. I believe we were using Skype at the time to do the video 
um, version and then we posted it. It was like yeah. a like, Skype. recorded yeah, it and then we, we posted it. Mm-hmm. And then from there, um, I started doing live videos because because my coworker, and I want to give a big shout out to uh, Dr. Sherry Andrews, gave me the courage to go out there and start doing more lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She's the owner of Statement Peace New York, Women's Apparel. Definitely check out her website. I'll give a big shout out to her as well. You know, give me the courage to go out there and just get up and do it. Just go out there and do live shows like what we do right now. You know what I'm saying? I would never thought you'd see me on camera talking to be on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and all that shit. I would never thought I'd be on it, but I'm on it now. Right. You, you dragged me into it. <laughs> I, listen. But I love you know, it. I love it. But the thing is that you got to be, the most important thing I'll try to tell everybody, all my audience on the True Place podcast, you got to be around people who want to who want to succeed as much as bad as you do. Definitely. You can't tell, you can't want, you cannot want success for somebody else if they don't want to do it for themselves. Right. That's a waste of your energy. That's a waste of your time. Move mm-hmm. on from that person. That's mm-hmm. why we have certain certain people we were friends with closely are now in the outskirts because right. they didn't see our vision. It's either they didn't see our vision or try to cock block it to, to keep us at the level they were on. Or they, they're, just, they're just not on that level. They're not on that level yet. Their mindset is not working in that state of mind right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope that they get to that level mm-hmm. and I hope they can see what we were trying to tell them before. Right. I mean, I'm talking to both male and female right now. So don't get it twisted. This is not one specific person. For me, I'm I'm shooting two shots. And y'all know who you are. Y'all came for me earlier in this this three-year anniversary. Y'all came for me, both of y'all. Mm-hmm. So y'all both get shots. And it's not, it's not, it's not shots of shade. It's more shots of step up and understand where we're coming from. I'm treating you like I would treat family that I really cared about. Step up. That's it. This this right here that I'm wearing on my shirt, I really mean that. Stay humble. I'm humble to the people that got me to where I am right now. You know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't do all this stuff by myself. My wife contributed to that. Derek contributed to that. Dom contributed to that. Layla contributed to that. There's other people behind the scenes that have contributed to that. In my family, both blood and adopted blood. But we didn't get here on our own. And with with, with people, when Joey G is not telling you guys, I was with Joey G at his darkest hour. Yeah, he was. You, Derek, Layla, all in my corner, encouraging me. And there was others in my corner as well, but these were the voices that were motivating me. Mm-hmm. They weren't keeping me complacent. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's going, to, that's what you want to do, then you go ahead and continue do that. No, what are you going to do to get yourself out of the situation? No, what are you going to do to progress? Mm-hmm. What's your plan? Do you have a plan to get out of that? These are the questions that you need during those hard times. You don't need yes men in your corner. I don't, have, I don't have to, I don't have to be, I'm, I'm on my, I'm pretty much in the ground right now and you want me to sit there and praise you. 
what sense does that make? Because you're doing a little bit better than me, you need to stop. Mm -hmm. You need to stop. Granted, I, I, I admire the things that you've done. I've seen them. I've watched them. And don't get it twisted. It's not because I'm a fucking stalker. It's because I was a fan. In your progression. In your progression. I said it from high school on. Now you really want to you want to be real about something? I egged one of somebody I considered a brother to me and took your side. I've since apologized to this person. We're friends now. Mm -hmm. He's still my brother. He's told me. And we have a, a different relationship now. I don't think it'll ever be close the way it was, but I'm glad we were able to reconcile in, in, our, in our later years. But I regret doing that because the outcome wasn't what I was, what I thought it was going to be. How'd the flip-flop happen? You went your direction. The other person came back. Mm -hmm. Both mature, both with families. Mm -hmm. Yo, past is past. It's done. That's life. That's life. That's life. But... You have to get to that point in your in your mind where you're you're uh, mature enough to understand what's going on. You have to get mature. You have to. You have to be in a state where you want better for yourself. You have to associate with the people that are progressive, pushing you forward, not your yes men. They're not looking at that. They're looking at you for what they can get from you. What they could take from you. I've watched people take from you. <laughs> I'm not going to get into specifics. I'm not going to get into specifics. But I've watched people take so much. And I see what it cost. And That'll when I come back. Mm -hmm. And try to get you. Back on track. Mm -hmm. You give me the hand. Mm -hmm. Like Jamie Foxx on the Fox show. Mm -hmm. Skirt. <laughs> okay. Something I've never heard before. Use a stalker. Word. You weren't saying that when we were picking you up, taking you places. Oh, let, let, let alone um, cop blocked us on some pussy. Listen, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> But another shout out before we get to our topics at hand. Um, if, if everybody see me look down on my phone, I'm in, actually in contact with Prophecy and Black Rose to try to get them on the podcast as well. So if you see me look down on my phone, that means I'm, I'm communicating with them so they get on the podcast as well. But I want to give a I want to give a shout out to um, to to someone who was supportive of me. She was a she's a friend of my sister on Facebook. I try to look for her to hopefully be on the podcast as well, but I couldn't find her on Facebook. I think she took her. Um, profile on Facebook. Her name was Dillis Victoria. She was the one that gave me the motivation. She was my, I was, I was my first interview with her. Now, she interviewed me on her podcast. That was me as my first time being a podcast host, being interviewed by someone, by a veteran. And she put me on the map as far as getting me, getting people to look at me, True Place Podcast, the whole brand. She got me 
in front of people that I didn't think I could get in front of myself. And I want to give a big shout out to Dillis Victoria. Hope she's doing well with with her wife and all that stuff. You know, hope she's doing very well. And uh, hopefully I'll get a opportunity to link up with her again so she can join us on the True Place podcast as well. But bro, as we segue, we talk mm-hmm. a lot. We talk a lot for first, first, first uh, half hour plus hey. about real <laughs> shit. This is that three-year. It's a three-year anniversary. We go on for three hours. I'm going to have to break it up a little bit. But on a real note, let's let's talk about, let's talk about, before we break it up for the first hour, as I try to get um, Prophecy and Black Rose into it, um, let's let's break it up. Let's get into the nitty-gritty. First and foremost, the Jarek Chauvin um, decision Hmm. with uh, with George Floyd. Mm. He was sentenced for 22 years in prison. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I was being pessimistic because you know how this country works when it comes to situations like this. I was I was assuming he was going to get 12 years. He got 22 years. Not the full 30 years that they wanted, but he got 22 years, which um, I think I, I'm going to put it to you like this. I think is... I will put it to you like this: It's I call it moral victory because it was it was politically politically motivated um, um, verdict. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me know how you feel about that. That's basically what I was going to say. I said, <laughs> due to the regime change <laughs> in the White House, <laughs> um, Kim Jong Un is not in there anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. No, due due to yeah, political. It was politically motivated. Uh, they didn't want to see that type of outcome because outcome based. Right now, that's not something we need stirring up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, to be honest with you, COVID is still out there. Um, we're we're not over that. Mm-hmm. Um, emotions are still high mm-hmm. over the the many many uh tragedies tragedies that we've had due to um the hands of officers not using discretion in the situation or standing idly by and watching a colleague uh commit a crime because they weren't comfortable enough uh or felt they didn't have any backing to say anything in those situations where they put their maybe their careers in jeopardy, um, I've been I've been doing my re- research as far as <clears throat> looking behind the scenes as far as the officers is concerned, as far as their uh, their angst, their angst to to get into those situations. So I, I'm kind of understanding it a little better. It doesn't mean doesn't mean that uh, it's an excuse. Uh, but I better understand the why. Um, I'm glad that he got the 22 years. I, I didn't really expect him to get that, to be honest with you. Yeah, the 12 years sounded like, it sounded like something like 12 years and maybe some probation. Uh, but you, you're going to wind up coming out of this with a slap on the wrist. Um, but to see, the, to hear, because I, I had no knowledge of this, to hear that he had the 22 years I'm good with that. I'm good with that. You for the 22 years that you're in there, I hope you're reminded every single day. Oh, he's gonna be. He's gonna. Be, he's cop. He's a cop in the prison. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so think this, about it one second. My question was: the question is, is it a regular prison or this federal prison? Uh, well, 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 I didn't get that part of the story. That's that's what I, I that's one that's one of the things I want to know because federal prison, <laughs> Snoop Dogg is basically on a show with a felon. So I'm just saying, mm-hmm. she went to federal prison. Mm-hmm. And federal prison is kind of like a cakewalk. You in prison, but it's a cakewalk. You get a TV, conjugals, that type of situation. You know what I'm saying? So federal is different from regular prison. Now you do a federal prison time. Okay, 22 years. Oh, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Good luck. Oh my goodness. Federal is a little bit it's a little bit cushy. Let's say it's a little bit more comfortable. Accommodating would be the the, <laughs> the better term in that situation. <laughs> Prison, you're gonna feel it though. Prison, you're gonna feel it. And the reason I say that is um, there's nothing like hearing the sound of a metal door, a large metal door locking, knowing that you, you have no choice but to stay where you are mm-hmm. and understanding none of it is in your control. The environment that you're in, nothing's in your control. You can't control it. You have to be <laughs> vigilant. <laughs> so that same, that same, I hope you have that same uh, <laughs> on pointness when you out there, because you're gonna, you're gonna need it. You're gonna need it. People gonna That's remind you. People That's gonna remind you. I got you on that. So definitely, like I said, Joe, me, Joe have. Um, I, don't know, I would call it similar views. I call it different views in regards to the verdict. I call this like a moral victory. Yeah. A true victory is given for the full 30 years. But, you know, you have to play. You know, it's, the United States is a big game, so you got to play that game. So I guess it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like John, it's like John still going to the wall. Uh, you know? <laughs> I, I look at it like game. this. Yeah. Every once in a while, they have to throw stake into the crowd. Mm-hmm. They have to throw a stake into the crowd. They just can't keep giving us crumbs. They can't keep giving us crumbs. We know the game is rigged. Mm -hmm. The game has been rigged. The game has been rigged. It's going to be rigged for a very long time unless we uproot and move someplace else. Correct. And and that's that's the bottom line. Like every, every historical thing that I've been watching and uh, associated to, it, it boils down to that same scenario. So it's a slippery slope. We're lucky we got that that 22 years on there because go to the Supreme Court and Supreme Court is very um, mindful of these situations and not willing to change uh, what the foundation of America is built off of, which is the backs, the backs of the minorities in this country. And that's, that's it. There's some minorities that have more points than uh, others. They maybe get ahead a little bit, 
and that's just to keep us subservient. Right. Mm-hmm. Another conversation for a different a different uh podcast. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be a convo on being convo podcast as well, mm-hmm. because you know those those prominent people of our of our ilk also have um, a, a a daddy, so they have to say things about the daddy type of thing. Mm-hmm. We all know that daddy's not us. Listen, when we when we could find the <laughs> when we could find our way into every structure and be communicative with one another to get into these positions. Then we might have something going on, but until then, if I can't talk to you and you can't talk to me and my point of view is too much for you to handle and we can't have a civilized conversation, put that thought on hold because it ain't going to happen for a while. But let me tell you something, too. I say you say we try, we try to get into their structure. My issue is why should we have to get into someone else's structure when we can create our own structure and make that, make that That's- strong? That's that's the other way of going about it. There's two ways to do it. That was that was the other side to that coin. That's why I said this is another podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. 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 So on, on on that note, before we before we take a little intermission, before we mm-hmm. try to get Black Rose and, and um, prophecy on the podcast as well, let's get into the vacated verdict of Bill Cosby. Oh Bill my man Cosby. Bill. <laughs> Bill Cosby's a free man. He gets to sell his pudding pops. <laughs> you well, know the one thing about me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. So you see thing. what I did, and I did what I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Now let's 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 get into that situation. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna anger a lot of people at my comments. So mm-hmm. it's not. I just felt that the the time it took for for him to be put in trial in the first place was kind of ridiculous. Um, but I understand why the women took so long to file the complaint. Right. And um, to a certain I, degree, I do. I I, I I definitely understand. Yeah, like I, like I said, to a certain degree, but not not to the full degree. Right. I just think that the timing of his trials coincided with him trying to purchase NBC. So what better way to stop a sale and stifle is to slander an individual from getting said mm-hmm. network. Right. Um, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? I'm... <laughs> I'm going to say I had mixed issues, mixed issues. I don't want to celebrate. <laughs> I really don't want to celebrate a person that not, not only was accused of doing what he did, mm-hmm. he settled on the situation years before. Mm-hmm. Okay. He settled on it. That in my opinion, that's a min- that's admitting you did something wrong mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. So, if that's the case, he was guilty of that. So mm-hmm. I can't celebrate his coming out of prison due to a technicality of a DA that didn't read up the prior case. Right. That's your fault. 
That's your fault. The biggest thing you're supposed to do as a DA is your research. Absolutely. Shout out to James Lamb for telling me about the research part because <laughs> I got to get more vigilant as far as that is concerned. But I understand the importance of doing your research because it could come by come back to bite you. And in this case, he wound up walking free. There are a lot of people that are upset with that. But please do not celebrate this. This is not a celebratory victory for us. It was a technicality and let's treat it as such. True. Uh, so I definitely agree with you on that. It's a technicality. I mean, I love I love Bill Cosby and the works that he's put in. I really do. I love the I love that fact. Um, he was America's father for how many years before Uncle Phil? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's put in a lot of work behind the scenes for um, what was it? Spellman. Spellman donations for Spellman, a lot of things behind the scenes, but his character was a little bit a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So in that in that I, I'm glad he's out. I didn't want to see him die in prison mm-hmm. as far as that's concerned, but I can't celebrate the fact that he he got out. Cool you out. Uh, I didn't want you to die in prison. Um, I don't want you to die in prison. It seemed like your health was deteriorating faster when when you got in there, Uh, Uh going blind, diabetic, and it just I was just like, damn, that's that a lot. Your son just passed away, right? Uh Your son passed away. Not in this the second the second one, right? I think so. It's something like that. Your son passed away, and then you get tried and then you go to jail after you go to jail you start losing your vision so you practically blind mm-hmm. then they diagnose you as diabetic like mm-hmm. you you can see the stages like only thing left is death <laughs> after that mm-hmm. so sentence if he was sentenced for more than what he was i feel like he would have died in prison he would have died in prison. It, it, even if he still had the money to buy NBC at this current moment, just as a spite. I mean, how long do you think he would own NBC before he passed? <laughs> leave, leave well, leave well alone. That's right, just, just live the live the rest of your life out. <laughs> spend it with your wife and, and and your family, and enjoy. If you want to do uh, pop ups here and there, as as far as the public eye is concerned. Just be very choosy on where you go and what you attend and who is there with you because the eye is going to be on you and it's going to be scrutinized one way or another. And I think I'm I'm pretty much done with that Cosby. Because <laughs> the, the other one, that Cosby I don't recognize. I, re- I recognize um, Cliff Huxtable. I recognize uh, <laughs> the uh, Cosby, the Cosby Show with kids. Mm-hmm. I recognize that. Fat yeah, Al- I, Fat Albert. I spy fi- Fat Albert. I recognize that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna keep keep my my mental PG on what what I think about Cosby. 
Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a little brief little break as we wait for the other co-hosts to join us. Uh, we will bet once we come back in about two minutes, we're going to be talking about the, the situation with Shakari Hamilton and her suspension from the Olympics for 30 days due to marijuana use. As I smoke this blunt. Yep. <laughs> We'll be, we'll be back. We'll be back. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for part two of the True Players Podcast three year anniversary with my brother Joey G. It's your man Big Dom. We're doing it what we're doing. Um, As we continue to, we're going to just proceed with the podcast and wait for the other co hosts to join us. Um, Keep in mind one thing after we're done with this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we will be doing an Instagram live um, recap, follow up right after the podcast with myself and Joey G. Uh, feel free to join us. Feel free to interact with us. You guys can interact with us as we speak right now. If I'm, 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 I'm going to post a link for you to jump on the podcast or comment. And give me one second, guys. And definitely, we want you guys to participate. Be yeah, inclusive please. in the pod. Be inclusive in the podcast. We, we don't bite. We're going to chop your head off. If you got something to say, we're, we're, we're grown men. We can take it. Yeah, say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. Say it with your chest, but keep in mind one thing. Whatever you say, we'll come back to you twofold. So be prepared to take on the response as well. Real so, <laughs> please. I got I got liquor here. Don't do it. Listen, <laughs> Don't do it. I can listen, reach for it. Listen, it's, it's to... in proximity. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't with the weak shit. We got that right on the shelf. Listen, I'm, keep, I'm keeping it PG by keeping the beers in me. <laughs> mm-hmm. man, listen, let me tell you something. I'm about to get to open up my nips right now. And um, like I said, we're we, we, we doing it big. We're doing it big on True Players Podcast three-year anniversary. Well, um, 
doing it big. I want to give a big shout out to all everybody who's been supporting for the podcast. I don't, I don't know the late um, debut my name. Um, it's a lot of people I can definitely give a big shout out to um, the support that I received. Miss Danny, baby, baby, you know, you always you always supported me um, with the podcast, giving me new different ideas, different perspectives to bring to the podcast, and that I appreciate that to my baby, Miss Danny, baby. Salute. Okay, salute. Um, now. We're going to talk about Ms. Shikari Hamilton and the fact that she tested positive for marijuana during the Olympic trials, in which she is suspended for 30 days. That uh, means she misses the 100-meter um, dash that she is starring in. She'll probably most likely be beat once suspension has been lifted. Excuse me. Once suspension has been lifted, she'll be available to do the, the four by 100 relay. Mm-hmm. So now I've heard people say, oh, let her run because it's just weed and this, that, and the other, and they bring up Michael Phelps into the situation. I have a different take, which okay. is on, on both sides of the fence. And this is the problem with us, us people in the minority. Rules are rules. Okay. Rules and regulations as far as the the Olympic, uh, I guess regulations are concerned. I understand that. I understand. I definitely understand. Rules are rules. However, there were some circumstances where she had to in, in, in um induce some marijuana, mm-hmm. smoke some weed, as we call it. Um, the fact that she found out through a reporter that her mother passed away. Her mother, I believe, was. I believe it was estranged, and she had a lot to cope with during the Olympic trials when it comes to, in regards to her death. No matter if you're estranged from your parent or not, a parent or not, a parent is a parent no matter what. You feel me? So I, I definitely understand her pain of losing her mother. I've lost my mother. I understand that pain that comes comes with that, but due to the due to the fact that she was targeted from the jump. Not only by her own, not only by the people that want her to fail, but our own people. We was talking about we was talking about her looks. That she looked a man. This that and the other. She had a lot lot of shit coming at her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I felt this situation caught a kind of put a black mark on her a little bit. But um, Joey G, what do you think? I mean, people blow things out of proportion all the time. Mm-hmm. All right, you have you have transgenders in the in the Olympics that are uh, weightlifting. Right. Uh, uh, th- listen, I uh, like y'all. Like the fact you mentioned that. Sorry to cut you off. But anything, <laughs> anything, anything in regards to transgender or anything with LGBT, mm-hmm. I'm not going to speak on on the True Place podcast. Okay. Fair enough. I'll do that on mine. <laughs> Only because I want to maintain, I want to maintain the blood in your face content that I, that we bring to the True Place podcast. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, not saying what I really want to say is about that situation. It's going to take away from that, so I will not talk about it. Okay, we could do it on my show. Like I said, we could do it on Beer Family and Combo. No, 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 please, but, hey, please continue with your, with your continue with your. That, that's not. I was, I was not <laughs> that's not. Uh, I'm not taking away from what you're saying. I mean. It's just, I see what they're trying to say. Mm-hmm. And 
everybody likes to pick and choose when it comes down to enforcing rules and regulations. They like to pick and choose who they're they're pointing the finger at when it comes to these things. Mm-hmm. Her smoking weed is um is not an enhancement. <laughs> if anything, no. if anything, it's it's putting you in a position to even try harder. I mean, I can't I can't remember anybody that I knew who smoked a blunt, or smoked weed, a joint of of any nature was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take this blunt and I'm going to go to the track and I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. Not one. I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to go to the cabinet. I'm going to go to the refrigerator. I'm going to have me some snacks. But nobody is going to a phys- a, a, a uh, physically demanding uh, activity, a physically de- a demanding activity, and you're it's it's an elite status. We're not talking about a high school race, college race elementary, something like that, uh, PAL, whatever the case may be. She's made it to where she's she had to be. You know what I'm saying? She, she went through her trials and whatever she had to do to get on the Olympic team to make it to the Olympics. Correct. She has the skills necessary to compete. You smoking a blunt, getting on the, and you still doing it? Yeah. I don't know about them, mm-hmm. but fuck y'all gold medals. <laughs> <laughs> if you could smoke, if you could smoke a blunt, get on the field and do your thing, I have nothing to say with you. I mean, it, I, I'm gonna use a little bit of what I, I I've learned from uh, Mike Tyson on his podcast, and I understand that athletes using marijuana, it calms them down. It calms them down. It breaks out that cycle of too many minds and that too many minds. Like you have too many thoughts going through your head. It brings you to a state where you have to bring down and you have like a flow. It brings you down. If she was at that space where she needed that and she felt that that needed to happen in order for her to get in her might right my mind frame, then who are we to judge that? Right. Was it the right time to do it? Yes and no. For your mental health, yes, it was correct to do it. For the Olympics, it was not. It was in the rules and regulations. You can't do it. You can't do it. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but it stated black and white. You knew it going in. You admitted you did wrong. Whatever the consequences are, you willing to accept them. You know what I'm saying? You know what came with the with the territory. But I feel like there should be some leniency due to the circumstances. That's what I feel on this situation. Everybody's trying to make this some some big uh, political event, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be. As we hear fireworks going off in the background, 
Oh, that's what that is. <laughs> I was like, what is that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but I definitely agree with you on that. But the thing, the reason why I don't, I, I don't find her as fault as far as she owned up to a, owned up to her mistake, explained the reason why. And, but I, I promise the people who want to say it, let her race because it's legal in the United States of America. It's legal in, in, in the state that, no, Oregon, that's where she lives at. But the Olympic rules do not, uh, the, the American no. rules do not apply to Olympic rules. No, the Olympic rules are the Olympic rules. That's why there's a screening process for them to get to the Olympics. There's screening. You, there's, there's evaluations. There's uh, trials that you have, to, you have to take on in order to, to reach that level. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it is a shame. I'm not going to lie. It's, it is a shame that she's not going to be there to, to represent us in the, the 100 meter from the, from the outset. It is a shame. Because, you know, us as Americans, especially us, especially track and field, that's our pride and joy. You know what I'm saying? So that in itself, you know, it's, it's, it's a shame. But we have to get, we have to get out of the mindset just because someone is same color as we are we got to defend them no matter no matter if they're right or wrong right is right wrong is wrong no matter right 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 and wrong has no color right that's what that's what people need to remember yeah you know what i'm saying that's the problem so once we get past that issue about right and wrong has no color then we'll be able to understand both sides of the equation but I just hate I, me personally. I hate when media is the is the is the, is deliver bad news to people. I can't stand that shit. It's like you like it's like the media is there to stir up trouble. It's not that it's not there to um to to, to to report news ahead and stir up trouble. They'll give you they'll give you the uh, the cut and dry of it, but they won't give you the backstory on the situation. Mm-hmm. Due to Someone passing away in her life, she decided to smoke uh, marijuana, mm-hmm. which affected her uh, her her ability to race in the Olympics. No, I, no, I don't think I don't think that, 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 that I think I will I, I will I won't say it like that as far as reporting us about the incident. But, but you tell, yeah, you, tell you you telling her about her mother. In a public forum that she herself did not know about. Oh, they did it like that. I didn't know. I believe, I didn't know. I, I believe so. I believe so. I didn't know. So. That's that's. I think it was that was probably done intentionally. To in my opinion, it's probably done intentionally to probably bring her to a state where maybe when her next race she's going to be out of it, and it puts her out. Let's not get it twisted. When it comes to minorities in the Olympics, us as minorities, we've given the finger to (laughs) supremacy. Mm -hmm. When they expected the performance to be opposite of what they thought. Where Black Fist was raised with the gold around the neck. Mm Okay? Okay. Let's get that that picture envisioned in our minds and understand the thought process behind this. Everything has a reason for why it's done, the way it's done, and how it's done. 
go back into history, you'll see certain things open up and you'll be like, oh, that's related to this. Oh, Joe, you, you, you're making a spectacle out of the situation. You're overthinking it. Am I? Am I really overthinking it? Or is it, this is pretty much how everything is structured. Everything is structured that way. The more you realize it, the more you're like, that's what it is. It is. Don't sit there and try to hide it. Just because we don't have that president in the office anymore doesn't mean we go back to business as usual. It's a lot. It's a lot to clean up. A lot to lot to fix. And nothing. Nothing's being fixed because nobody's talking about it. How about that? How about that? And the, I, I, I kind of compare with, Sha- with Sha- Shakira, how is going to to what we have with Naomi Osaka in the French Open. Okay. I do equate to that. Same thing. It's, it's the same. Mental same, health. Mental health. And the thing is that these people, these media, because of Naomi Osaka, I'm being a little bit biased because I am ha- I am what Naomi Osaka is half of. Is right. that of the Haitian culture. Right. You know what I'm saying? They keep mentioning that she's from Japan. She keeps mentioning from Japan. And this girl, to her credit, has says, I'm Haitian too. Right. Every interview said, wait a minute, I'm Haitian too. Right. They don't want to acknowledge that. No, they're not going to acknowledge that. Because there's and only I, two, there's only, actually, there's only two races that are acknowledged, period. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is in the spectrum mm-hmm. of that. White and black. Period. The and once, by the way, go ahead, go ahead, bro. I'm sorry. As a, once people recognize that, the white and black of everything, mm. it's a little easier to digest. Mm-hmm. Just understand your shade. Mm-hmm. The shade that you are acquires you to be one step forward or one step back. Okay, it gets you through certain doors <laughs> or it doesn't allow you through certain doors. Exactly. Oh, and by the way, bro, I'm going to say something that's going to piss a lot of people off. A wonderful holiday that we celebrate tomorrow, July 4th, mm. as you hear the fireworks go off in the background, would not, would not, would not have been possible without the Haitians yeah. who fought that war. Right. It's not. It's not. not it's not in our history books. No, not at all. But so, there's the, as you told me in Savannah, Georgia, there's a whole uh, monument, monument and whole whole event going on in Savannah, Georgia, Georgia, that commemorates the Haitians in the American Revolution. Yes. Yes. You feel Savannah, me? Savannah, Georgia, was uh, a progressive state. Mm-hmm. Was the first progressive state. The governor that they have there was trying to abolish slavery. They pushed him out. Right. And I believe he was French. I believe he was French. I believe he was they French, kick- but they, they kicked him out. They, they basically kicked him out. It was like, yeah, business as usual. <laughs> and you, and you want to, people don't understand the truth of the American Revolution. Let me tell you guys the truth of the American Revolution. George Washington was losing. I'm gonna let's let's get when it comes down to it, it was financial. He was losing the war. He needed more troops. 
so he called Napoleon Bonaparte. Napoleon Bonaparte did not come from France to help the Americans. It would have been there too late. Remember, there was no airplanes back in this back in the 1700s. No, the only thing they had was a current, mm-hmm. and we weren't on that current. And guess who came from that little, little, little beautiful island of um, what they call Hispaniola, but I call it Quesquea, because that's what the, that was the name of the island before before Columbus that pirate came in there and and, and fucked shit up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he has a holiday. But that's another story for another another situation. The island of Kiskeya. You know what I'm saying? The people came from there from Saint Domingue, which is Haiti, mm-hmm. to fight the American Revolution on February 3rd, 1776. You will see at Wikipedia they said 1780, and they kept changing the years. Mm-hmm. But the years are wrong. To discredit it. It was February 3rd, 1776. So, mind you, I'm gonna give you guys a little bit tidbit of history about that too. Two of the founding fathers of Haiti fought in that war, the American Revolution. Toussaint? No. Christophe, Christophe. and Ed Passion. So, as we get off track, ladies and gentlemen, hit you guys up the true, true story, not the history. The true story. <laughs> true players edition. <laughs> that is why July 4th. We celebrate July 4th. I mean, it, it's in, we will never get the cut and dry of the, the, the history because um, one race mm-hmm. would like to be the heroes in the situation above all. That's what it, it what it boils down to. Um, your contribution was minute in the situation, mm-hmm. but you want to take credit for the full thing. Mm-hmm. I get it, but at the same part, it's no relevance. It's no relevance. You have a race of people historically smarter than you that produced more than you have centuries mm-hmm. <laughs> that you have in centuries so just, what 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 better way it's kind of like uh i can't even say bully because it's a, it's, it's almost like a instigator mm-hmm. it's almost like an instigator where i can't fight but i'm gonna make these two fight and after they're done fighting i'm gonna be like yeah see what we did <laughs> listen i'm not uh, listen i'm not going to discredit the people who, who write the history books you know certain countries did some great things you know did some good things and I'm saying, like, people may call call it saying me being biased, but I don't give a fuck because it's, it is it is the truth. That country that is synonymous with 1804 is the pioneer of a free Caribbean. 
the pioneer of a free South America. United mm-hmm. States did not do that. Actually, right. the pioneer of the Western movement of the United States as well. Right. I mean, it, so, <laughs> so they keep I just shooting, don't, they keep I mean, shooting. Go ahead. We we've we've had experiences with uh, people that we know mm-hmm. that are insecure mm-hmm. in their being, mm-hmm. relating that to history and dealing with race. It kind of translate in the same fashion. If you're insecure, you're going to create a narrative. You're going to create a story to be told to make you dominant in a situation where you weren't even relevant. You weren't relevant. The Civil War that happened, the North against the South, was simply a financial war. The North was about to lose money. The South is like, fuck you, we got slaves. (laughs) Fuck you and your problems. What you want to do about it? That's how you feel? That's how you feel. Okay, then we're going to go to war. Had nothing to do with slaves. Had nothing to do with freeing them. Nothing like that. That was a byproduct of the war. The freeing of slaves was a byproduct of the war. Say again. Juneteenth happened because Texas Texas didn't follow the rules. Listen, Texas Texas is a whole different. A whole different animal. Yes, that, yes, that, yes. That's what that's what we get into uh, the Alamo and things like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And California, which is another part of Mexico originally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> originally, that's a part of Me- Mexico. Is a part of that Texas mm-hmm. and Mexico. That's a part. <laughs> But after the Alamo, they was like, no, that's ours. <laughs> <laughs> you stop here and you go back down south, young man. So definitely. I just I just have to throw, I just had to throw that in there in the spirit of July 4th. You know, I had to start throwing the true hey. story. A lot of things that people people need to do their people need to do their research on, on everything. Do your the, the research and Please. you'll find it. You'll find it. You know, um, I will do a watch party. Mm-hmm. If you wanna, if if anybody wants to watch um, Hidden Colors, let me know because I'll post that and we could watch it and we could talk about it. That could be a big com- that could be a big com- com- podcast. Let Let's me let it. me let me know because I'll Let's put that it. on and then we could watch it and then after we watch it, we could have a, a discussion about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure they got more videos, so I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I could reach out to the person that created it to see mm-hmm. if not only they could be a part of our conversation, if I could get the new content so we could post that. Listen, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm re- I'm still waiting. For, I'm still waiting to do that interview with, with the uh, with your tour guide in Savannah, Georgia. 
showing you, you know, the, the monuments and stuff like that dedicated to Haiti. I mean, like when you come down, we could probably take a trip up there and we could we could do a, uh, a podcast while going through the tour. Mm-hmm. Something similar like that. Or we could just do like a video <clears throat> given the experience. Mm-hmm. Bro, I'm going to tell you, there's two experiences that I have in my life that were eye-opening on a spiritual level. Mm-hmm. And that was one being in Louisiana and actually seeing cotton fields for the first time, seeing how beautiful they are. Like, cotton fields are beautiful. But knowing the history of the people that actually picked the cotton and and the trials and tribulations that they went through on those fields. It was a bittersweet feeling as far as that. Um, going to Savannah, Georgia and seeing the scenery, it's beautiful scenery, but to see the history unfold be- before your eyes, mm-hmm. it, it jarred me. Mm-hmm. It jarred me because I seen where they held slaves. I seen where they, the path that they had to walk down from where the slave ships ported, you know what I'm saying? And then see the land that they were on and know where the auction blocks were and to see banks at corners of where the auction block was. After this is years later, where the banks were built, where the auction was taking place. Wow. Under big trees mm-hmm. that were hanging like uh, they call them weeping willows. Mm-hmm. They call them weeping willow trees. Oh my God! Those trees are where they hung slaves, bro. Mm-hmm. You get in the effects everywhere you look. I'm talking from a spiritual from a spiritual place, seeing what I saw, it was very uh, overwhelming. At the same time, it was very informative. That's why sometimes if, if I go off in an anger when I'm talking about certain things as far as race and things like that is because I go back to that place because of what I felt. I felt ancestors. I felt ancestors and what they felt during those things. I've seen the area that we were around and people walking around. You got white people walking around like, oh, this is nice. And But to know the history, right? it's a different feeling. It's a different feeling. As we, as we get to spirituality, we're going to now segue into the next part. But before we do that, we're going to bring in Prophecy. We're going to do a little interview with him. Oh, cool. We're going to bring him in. Boom. He on the streets. He's on the streets. He's heading on his way to the studio. We live right now. <laughs> your prof, your prof, you hear me? Your prof, you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, big bro. I hear nothing. Oh, man, what's good? What's good, my man? What's going on, man? You on with Joey G? Joey G's in the, in, in the cut. Yeah, man, you know what's man. Uh, like, um, we're moving right now. You know, um, about to drop my um, mama love off. I'm with um, Big Bro Dawn. 
Um, you know, your princess is with me, wifey with me, you know, it's a family affair. And then, um, we headed into the studio to, um, you know, basically lay down some, you know, some family, you know, foundation. But, um, the studio that heard, heard me, um, fortunately, is, you know, fully, you know, interested. And, you know, we're about to lay down, you know, some groundwork, you know. I feel you, but definitely this is a this is a three year anniversary episode of the True Players Podcast. We couldn't have it without you because you came on in season three of the podcast where I did your interview. Um, we, we talk about big things about you know your plans and for the future, for the present, and the future as far as your career goes, things like that, and understand your struggle. What else? What else you want to add to it while we got you on the three year anniversary? <laughs> Man, well, you know, first off, you know, happy, you know, three year um anniversary, you know, to the podcast, man. You know, two players is, you know, we're gonna be here for a while, man. You know, entity is um is is you know very strong, and you know, I wish I wish it well. Overall, big bro, um, just yo, we just need to just need to get together, man. You know what I mean? Need the form holds on right now. I'm right, seeing it. You know, I'm seeing the blessings as it, as it's coming. You know what I mean? Um, you think positive, you get positive. Um, I'm sitting there. You know, bro. You know, Don, Don. You know, like found his way, found his lane, and opened the door for me. You feel me? And um, it's like you know, homage has to be paid. You know what I mean? I hope a lot of people, you know, take that as um a lesson because you know those around you is who you look out for first you know what i mean you go around as soon as you make it you everywhere else that ain't a good look you know what i mean as you can see i'm with the homie now you me in the vehicle we riding through the city big bro you know what i mean you know what i mean pushing so you you in ny right now yeah right through the city you know what i mean drop mama love in brooklyn and we shoot right to jersey go right to the studio and you know, get down with the brothers. Um, you know, basically, you know, laying it down because you know, I you know, the call came in by like 6 30, you know what I'm saying? And at the same time, I'm getting your message, you know what I mean, about the podcast. So I'm like, oh shoot, I'm swapped, you know, I'm, I know I'm moving. It took us, you know, 40 minutes just to get to you guys right now because of the reception and the bridge. And I'm like, all right, how I'm getting through to show that I can support my family, you know what I'm saying, on the podcast. And we stressing. And he phone dead. She trying to charge it. Yo, there's so much going on. You know what I mean? But it feels good because you know what that's doing? It's motivating. It got your brain moving. You know what I mean? You ain't just sitting there looking, duh. You know? Um, so, like, it, it, it's, you know, you know, like the progression is what we look forward to, you know what I mean? And that's what we're getting to. And it's like, you know, the brother heard me, he calls me at 6.30, he's like, yo, man, you know, this is the decision we made. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? There was a board meeting, I, you know, I didn't know there was a board meeting. And um, the brother said, man, look, we got your production. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you ain't gotta worry about that anymore. Like, we got your production. We just need you to, Let's get right. So that way we don't have to work anymore. You know what I mean? So that line right there opened, opened my eyes. I'm like, oh, brothers, understanding that we need to get it. You know what I mean? There's talent here, yo. I'm not, I'm not trying to waste it, Dom. You know what I mean? 
you know, the bag is out there. The bag is out there. I feel you on that, but uh, we have to talk offline in regards to the theme song. We do have to change it because of the situation. YouTube is being real anal about the, the, the beat and stuff, so a lot of my episodes are not being seen on the on the YouTube, so which hurts my viewership. So we may have to change the beat to the pot, change the beat to the song, or do a new, new intro. Oh, say no more. Oh, say no more. It just gives me another lane to show off my production. I'll just, you know, create a good old true podcast beat so that way no one has nothing to say. But um, excuse me, um, true players. Um, I'm sorry for using your beat. Here's a check. You understand? So that way we'll be we'll be able to be in their shoes. You know, you want to be thorns in the asses? Okay, so what? We'll be thorns in the asses. All Absolutely. Definitely. We look, we look forward to that. We definitely got to link up. You know, I was off the entire week, um, but, I, you know, I was taking care of some things. But like I said, we got to link up. We got still got time. We got tomorrow and Monday. And, gotcha. uh, and um, we got Tuesday, uh, not Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. And uh -huh. then we could, we could um, link up and try to put, put something on wax. And the most important thing, as my advice I give to you, is have everything in writing as well. Don't just have gotcha. it by word of mouth. To protect yourself and to protect everything that you're trying to do, just have everything in writing so no one can say that, oh, you you copyrighted this. No, I have people said, no, I didn't. This is my shit. Hello. That's right. And now That's I'm right. suing you for telling. Now I'm suing you for telling that. I, telling I sold my own shit. So it, it, it is. It, it is. It's a great situation. The progress that we that we're showing here. Um, with the True Place podcast. Uh, you missed the first part. I wish you were here for the first part. So about your auntie, my mom, and your uncle. You know they. You know without without their tutelage. Uh, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the courage to do the podcast in the first place. You know what I'm saying? And you know, what people don't understand is I, I know you could vouch for that too. Joey G vouch for that too. My parents, as old as they were, they were very progressive with the times. Yeah. They knew how to, they knew how to move. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you thought you knew some, knew some slang. They knew that slang. Mm. Like, why you watching? Why you watching our video? Like, why, why exactly. I walked in in the room and they had what was that um what was the video thing they used to have mid um video music box yes <laughs> remember flavor, that flavor, flavor videos that's how flavor flavor videos. Videos. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, 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 it was definitely that video music box thing yeah because it was doing like usually come on like four or five yeah it's like after school you got the young and trying to catch those little humpy videos before us older ones come in, you feel me? Mm -hmm. Yep. Cartoon, they sneak in to watch that video music box. And they'll flip the channel. Then when we walk in, we like, get out of here with your cartoons. Let us get. So one day I caught dad in the room, video music box. You feel me? And he was catching on to our slang, yo. One thing we was growing up on Wu-Tang and, you know what I mean, Kuchi and Kuchi Wally Wally. And he like, uh -huh. so he learning all like, so we like, yo, look at that Uchi, man. He's like, what? I know what that means now. I'm like, oh, video music box watching that. And when I said that to him, he was crying. You know what I mean? The pop looks funny as hell for that. Yo. That's but crazy. the thing, the, the thing, he took, you know, took it back. One of his favorite songs is more. Yo, yo, your father and my father, 
Your father and my father, I ain't gonna lie, son, they were two peas in the pod. The only difference, um, your father said, I love you more. Word up. My uncle, I heard, yeah, I heard more I love you from my uncle than I did from my father. You know how my father said, um, um, like, I love you? He'll say good job instead of I love you. Well, that's 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 cold word, you know. That's cold word, you know. You know, the, that's cold. Us, us, the Haitians gotta keep the machismo up, you know, keep the machismo. Yo. Up. We can't, we can't, we can't, we can't say that. We got, we got to keep the machismo up, you know. <laughs> on, on, on that note, on that note, my brother, I want you guys to get to the studio safe. We're gonna do, uh, a, 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 we're gonna do a recap, a recap of the podcast on Instagram Live. So definitely join us on that if you have the opportunity. So. We're gonna continue on with the podcast. If you wanna step, if you want to step off, you wanna sit and listen, let me know. But we're going to the next next subject of the of the podcast as we talk about zodiac signs and why certain people. Um, and you, um how long you off for? We're gonna probably gonna be on for another twenty five minutes more, and we're gonna, we're gonna close it off. Oh, another five. Another twenty five minutes. We're about, we're making two minutes, two hours. Yeah. Alright, say no more there. Alright, cool. Squeezing a little time to come back home. Absolutely. Absolutely, yo. Get this safe, brother. Alright, you got it, big boy. I appreciate y'all, yo. Yo, Joe G. No doubt. God bless, bro. That's so you, bro. Got you. Alright, peace. True players. Definitely. Represent. <laughs> <laughs> we'll link up. All right, later. Oh, you got it. All right, bro. Yes, as we get back to, well, once again, I want to thank Prophecy to join us on the, on the three anniversary podcast on the very special day, birthday of True Players Podcast, June 27, 2018. which everything just everything started, everything, everything in a positive way started to do in motion. Now we're gonna end up start to get to the end of the podcast. I want to touch on the subject of my brother Joey G. Joey G, you mentioned spirituality. You know, we're gonna talk about people who live and die by the zodiac. You know what I'm saying? Oh we're gonna to get to that a little bit because I, I I was on Clubhouse, I was listening to I was in a room talking about zodiac signs and things like that. I, and you'd be surprised how many people live and die by zodiac signs. And no numerology is the other one. The more yes, yes. Those two um, go hand in hand. Absolutely. But my, my, my thing is about that, bro, is um, I think spiritual, spirituality is, is a complex thing. Mm-hmm. Because reason I feel is complex because there's many ways to, to, to um, worship God and things like that. Whether it's through the vehicle of religion. Okay. And a different karmics of the religion. People of religion, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's Catholicism, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, uh, atheists, or Seventh day Adventist, Christianity, all the different vehicles. But what's, what's lost upon the, the different vehicles that lead you to worship God is the spirituality of worshiping God. And that's where that's where the true faith comes into play. And true. I think people are getting people got people getting lost in follow getting lost in the Vehicle, the driving the vehicle of a set religion or a set set zodiac following, and they forget the spirituality of of your direct spirituality with God Himself. 
what what can you say about that? <laughs> that it boils down to the politics of it. <laughs> it boils down to the politics of the religion. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, um, we get caught in the concepts of whatever religions we are, and the uh, what do you call that? If well, let's let, let's keep it simple. We're talking about, uh, we'll say, baseball teams. We'll use baseball teams as an example. I'm a Yankee fan. You're a Met fan. By the we, way, by the way, the Mets. By the way, sorry to cut you off. The Mets are the best team in New York by far this year. <laughs> Carry on, brother. Carry on, brother. I wasn't ready. Um, <laughs> I wasn't ready. I I don't dispute that, but (laughs) I I do love my New York teams regardless, so it doesn't make a difference. I just happen to wear pinstripes a little bit better. (laughs) I like I like the pinstripes. I'm I'm sorry. If it wasn't for the the blue and the orange, maybe maybe we have something. The first the first team. The first uh, baseball game that I actually went to was a Mets game. Let's get that out of the way. It wasn't a Yankee game. It was a <laughs> Mets game, okay? Since then, I've been rocking this because <laughs> I like pinstripes. <laughs> let's, let's get that out of the way. From there, I like the Yankees. That's how that evolved. Then it became I like all New York teams, period. Rangers, Islanders, New York Knicks. Uh, Jets, Giants, uh, Yankees, Mets. Mm-hmm. Did I miss anything? <laughs> if if I did, Islanders, I'm sorry. Rangers, Islanders, Island, Rangers. Yeah, Islanders, Rangers. I I said Islanders, Rangers. Um, but that's about it. When it comes down to religion, it, it basically form it formulates on that same principle. My religion, I feel, is better than your religion. It goes into those categories where it's just like. It shouldn't. Principally, it should be I'm worshiping a higher being and praying for those around me. That's that's what the the uh, the ba- uh, basic the basic part of the religion religions should and are. It's just a concept of. I believe there's a higher power. I know I should be subservient to that. I understand that my relevance in life is less than something greater. That's it. It's that. It's thank you for giving me this life. Thank you for whatever. It shouldn't be a competition of religions. Shouldn't be a competition of religions. I don't care what religion you are. I don't. I don't care what religion you are, what what religion you practice. It basically falls on the same principles. Every religion has the the uh, a form of the Ten Commandments, where it's just moral values that you should be living by. Right. Now the Chinese or Western Western religion, mm-hmm. 
they they do more of a natural based thing where it's just it it it's almost like common sense. It's like a common science. Like treat me how you want to be treated. Everything is connected. That principle flows through every religion. That principle flows through every religion. Every religion touches on one another, whether they whether people want to admit it or not. They touch on each other. Now, the technicalities as far as who and what and history as far as who did this and that and all of that, push that to the side. Most religions are cohesive. Most religions are cohesive in the fact that we have one deity that we're praying to and we, we're, we're praising for giving the blessings that we have in this life whether it be the, the longevity that we had, the, the uh, progression that we have in our lives, the children that we have in our lives, the wife, the husband, whatever, the partner, whatever the case may be. Spirituality-wise, that's what it boils down to. I've always believed this. This is, this is nothing new to me. Um, I was raised Catholic, Roman Catholic at, at that. And um, I followed the church for a very long time. I've, I haven't found a home in the church, but spiritually, I've always been on the, on the uh, precipice of having a higher, a higher power, acknowledging that higher power, praying to that higher power, and thanking them for my situation, whatever it was. Um, I understand that, you know what I mean? Um, the religion, I, I don't even consider it a religion. The spirituality that I, I'm in is old. It's older than Christianity. I'm still learning the workings because this is something new to me. This is something that wasn't practiced by people close to me. This is, there's a set few in my family that practice. Mm-hmm. And they're teaching me, but this is old. It's old, but it the value system is the same. Right. The value system is the same. It, it boils down to praise and worship. Those who came before you, my parents passed. I should praise the fact that they gave me life. Those who came before them, I'm praising them because they gave my parents life and brought me into this world. When we when we praise and worship, we're praying our ancestors and those before us. It boils down to your ancestors lead to that higher being. Whatever you want to call that higher being. <laughs> That's what it, it boils down to as far as that. We want to sit there and be be competitive as far as religion and the technicalities of my religion is better than your religion and you're not worshiping and praying the way I want you to pray. Who are you? So you so do you and I will do me. And hopefully we meet in the middle. At the end of the days, we, we're going to be judged on how we practiced, period. Our moral character will be put on a table and everything lined out 
and hopefully we'll be able to be with those we, we who've passed on before us and we'll be good. That's it. The bottom line is we want to meet up with those who passed before us. That's the bottom line. Absolutely. In this life, we want to create a life that is beneficial not only for ourselves, but those who are coming behind us and those who proceeded before us. That's it. That's it. That's, That's it. what you could ask for. And That's I wish I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not trying to get too technical on this situation. I'm still sober, by the way, and I'm still drinking. This is crazy. <laughs> but the reason the reason I mentioned that before, <clears throat> excuse me, before we end the podcast, um, I want to talk about people who believe in the tarot cards and believe in the zodiac. No, we can go there. But you know, we our time is short. That'll be for another podcast. You know, what I'm saying we're going to go into it briefly. I feel that the people who believe in the zodiac sign, I think. It's, I'm not going to judge them. They, they believe what they want to believe. That's one thing about me. You can believe what you want to believe, but I think believing the zodiac signs and how people's personalities, how you shape your life based on people's um, zodiac signs is kind of like dealing with life with the, with the glass half full. You know what I'm saying? Because not everybody adheres to the to the tail of the zodiac sign. People, people, people are people depending on, people are people depending um, on the basis of their experiences and who they were raised by. In my opinion. True. Uh, what I've learned about the zodiac signs, they can um, resemble a lot of the traits and characteristics of a person mm -hmm. born within a certain period of time. Mm -hmm. um, it's almost a generalized type of deal. It's not it's not personalized. It's not saying, well, Joe was born on this date mm -hmm. and Joe is this, 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 and this mm -hmm. because of this, 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 and this. No, generally Joe acts like this because Joe's Zodiac sign says this is what type of person Joe is. This true to a certain extent. I believe that. There's certain characteristics of a zodiac that I'm like, oh, that's on point, but it doesn't bleed into the fact that yeah, I may have some Cap Capricorn traits, whatever the case may be, because I'm I'm supposedly I'm I'm an Aquarian and I'm also born on the cusp of Capricorn, but now we now it gets technical because he may have been in the moon of Virgo and. And this, that, and the third. So we're going to add some other characteristics on top of that that makes the full makeup of me. But it's general. It's not. <laughs> it's so it's, general, but people take it as word. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's so generalized that people do take it as word. I know we were speaking earlier about uh, those close to us in the past. Yeah. And or, or cancer, or cancer. There was a cancer in there that were by the book when it came down to looking at. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that were looking at these these specific pictures, and it was just like, I may be, but not to the degree that you think, because I, I, there's a. Okay, 
when you're a younger self, that general picture may fit your category. You may be brought up in that that atmosphere and that may be your person. But as you grow and you evolve and you become the person that you are as an adult, mm-hmm. it changes. Yeah, it does. Your influence with different people changes that. Your reactions and and, and everything like that as you, as you grow. So no, it's not cut and dry. No, I don't take it verbatim. If I see it in the newspaper and they say to Crane, today your day is gonna be full of whatever. <laughs> I laugh. I mean, it's amusing to me. It's amusing to me. I may take it as maybe there's something I should do in order to receive what they're saying, but not, oh, that shit gonna happen. <laughs> I, I think I think we as we um about to end this podcast as we we're gonna continue this conversation on the Instagram live after party of the True Case Two Place podcast three year anniversary. It's gonna be an after party after the after 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 episode as I say. We're gonna, we're gonna delve more into that. I'm gonna try to invite somebody who's really deep into the uh, zodiac sign. which I get her on if she's still up. Um, try to get her on to join us on the Instagram live. And um, like I said, uh, me being a cancer, cancer by um, stubbornness. I was supposed to, I was, uh, I was supposed to be either Leo or Virgo, according to my mother's original um, due date. But you know, different different zodiac signs, you, you deal with certain things. Um, as far as you know, I, Joe, my brother Joe will tell you, I was grew up around a lot of Leos, a lot of Leos. And after a while, dealing with that zodiac sign can be very tiring. Tiring only because of the self-righteous ways, self-righteous, self-promotional ways of the of their particular zodiac sign. Mm-hmm. After a while, you'd be like, just shut the fuck up and, and, and wait your turn, basically. That's the cancer in me. Shut the fuck up, wait your fucking turn. <laughs> it's not, you, your turn's not year-round, okay? You got twenty, you got about 30 days, it's just like I got 30 days. Mm-hmm. So we don't, we, I don't want to hear from you for the rest of the year. No, I'm just right. Um, I got love. I got love for my Le- I got love for my Leos, but there's certain Leos that I, you know, how can I put this nicely, mm-hmm. without offending anybody who may believe that I'm talking about them. Um, depending on the typical Leo, there are a lot to be desired. I put it like that. Okay, I can understand that. It's not what it's not who it's not what they seem to be. It's not the way a lot. When you talk about a lion, mm-hmm. right? A lion supposed to be a leader, right? Mm-hmm. But as we know through experience, not all Leos are Leo. Not all Leos are leaders. No, because the fact of the matter is, in order for you to, in order for you to be a true leader, you got to learn how to follow. Right. In the a beginning, lot of them don't, a lot of them don't want to follow. And create mm-hmm. a facade that they're 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 the hottest shit since since sliced bread. That they they, they did all this shit. The, like Leos, I can say for sure we're leaders. Joe, you know, I come from his coming from I come from his um, DNA. My mm-hmm. father, self made. Mm-hmm. Okay, they have to hustle anybody to get where he's at. They create a whole facade, whole fake facade about himself. 
I said, oh, he changed. He grew up from his past. No, my father was who he was from the beginning of his life to the end. Uh-huh. The difference was, was the mention that, it was the mention that hurt him at the end of his life. He was the same motherfucker from the beginning to the end. And he was, genu- he was genuine about helping people. It's about self-promotion. He didn't look for clout. A lot of Leos that we know look for clout. Right. And they roll in clicks. Leos roll in clicks if you don't, re- if you don't really um, notice that. Because it, it's a it's a pride thing. Like they yeah. they want to be a part. They want to be a part of the the whole group, but they want to be the pride of that group. They want to be the head of that. So they when it comes to head. when it comes to them walking into a scene, they want to be the visual face of that pride. If that makes sense. I got you. I, that makes sense. Before I, before I, before I end it off, and we, as we get get to our um, after episode on Instagram Live, a lot, of them don't deserve, a lot of them don't deserve that 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 space. No, I, I mean, I put it to you like this: I we were talking about spirituality, and we were talking about that, and the zodiac and everything like that. The only thing I could say in those situations is, I pray that. you're elevated to a mindset of maturity where that doesn't matter to you anymore. And your true nature, if you're going by what and Leo is, actually comes through. Because you get to a certain point and you should be able to see that being the forefront shouldn't matter to you. It shouldn't matter to you. Yes, we all take turns. Being a Leo, if if that's that's your thing, if being a Leo means that much to you, sometimes you have to take a step back, observe, then you create and you move forward. You create and you move forward. That's it. It's the same for every uh, zodiac. It's the same for every Zodiac, to be honest with you. It's that same thing. You observe, you sit back, relax, watch what's going on, and then you push forward. You push forward. It comes with maturity. That's what it comes It comes with. Um, I have to segue. I have a uh, tattoo on my back that is a tiger scene. The only thing missing on it is a dragon. And it's in a yin-yang form. Um, but the, the relevance is something similar to that. One that is reactive and one that is calculating. I won't say calculating, but more wise to technical and how they handle things. Representation of my life mm-hmm. and where I wanted it to go. So, bro, we're going to continue this on to the, the Instagram live when we're going to cut off right now. I want to thank everybody that joined us on the join us on the podcast episode. If you guys want to follow us on Instagram as we continue this conversation, we this conversation will continue. Just add that if you if you if, if you have if you have my um Instagram name swag swag underscore lover, definitely ch- check me out on the Instagram live. We're gonna get on about fifteen minutes, get a little breather. Um, you can view the podcast on YouTube, um, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Speaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud. And me and Joe, we're going to sign off on this podcast. So we'll see you on the um, after show. Peace. Yeah.
Peace.